everybody, this is Angela Bowen, your host, and you are listening to Punky Power, an unofficial Punky Brewster podcast. Happy St. Patrick's Day! Yes, today is March 17th, 2017. Now, before we get into the actual episode today, I believe you recall on the last episode I asked a question. It's an episode question. I will do one every single week so everyone gets a chance to... To be an honorary Punky Peep of the Week. Yes, you heard that right. Punky Peep. I did do a little poll on Twitter and Facebook that I decided, you know, what I wanted to call my listeners. Either Punky Peeps or Brewster Buddies. And the results were that people were more in favor of Punky Peeps. So I'd like to give a shout out to Barbara and Jennifer. Thank you for commenting and suggesting what you think would be best. All right, so on to last week's episode question of the week. Thank you to Jeremy who answered the question, what is the color of the blanket Brandon was laying on? The answer to that question was red and white. Okay, it kind of was a trick question because I said color of the blanket, not colors. But you can see in the picture, it is a black and white picture, so that way you guys could kind of guess. I will reveal a picture of Brandon on the blanket to, you know, give those people out there just to see what it looks like. So yes, Jeremy from Facebook guessed correctly the color of the blanket was red and white. Alright Jeremy, you are the first official Punky Peep of the week. So thank you for listening and I hope you'll continue listening. Alrighty, now on to the episode. Episode... Three of season one, Punky Finds a Home, part three, which aired on September 30th, 1984. Now, we don't have any official trivia from IMDb listed for this specific episode, but here's some general trivia regarding the show. Punky's dog, Brandon, is played by Sandy the Golden Retriever, and Brandon was named after then-NBC programming chief Brandon Tartikoff. Also trivia, the woman who plays Lois Dent is played by Alin Ann McClear. I I, I apologize if I'm butchering her name. She was actually married to George Gaines, who plays Henry. She was married to George Gaines in real life. She also comes back this season for a two-parter episode. I won't tell you who she plays, though. It's a spoiler alert for those who haven't seen it yet. Okay, we open up the episode in Henry's apartment as he's coming into the living room from the kitchen, carrying a tray with two coffee cups and sweet and low packets, yelling at Randy, asking her to give him one good reason why he can't be Punky's foster parent. She tells him, because he's never raised a child before, he's not married, and he's too old. Okay, Why do I get the impression Randy has a personal vendetta against Henry fostering Punky due to his age? I mean, she yells at him. He's too old. Henry says, I only asked for one. (laughs) Randy explains to Henry that they both want what is best for Punky. 
And Randy says that she can, through the DCFS, Department of Child and Family Services, she can provide Punky with a family that includes both a mother and a father. Henry tells her, mothers are overrated. I should know I had one. Randy explains to Henry that due to the trauma Punky has faced, wouldn't it be best to put her with a family so she at least has a fighting chance? Henry turns to face Randy to disagree with her assessment. And then when he says, I never thought of it that way. Maybe she would be better off without me. At that moment, the door flies open, revealing Punky in the doorway. She says hi to Henry. She walks over to Brandon and tells him how glad she is to see him. And Henry asks what she's doing there. Punky tells him, she went over the wall. Then she adds smugly, boy, I'd like to sure like to see Randy's face when she finds out. Unbeknownst to her, that Randy is standing right behind her. Henry tells her, well, it might look something like that, and points to Randy. Punky's eyes widen in surprise as she turns around facing Randy, saying, uh-oh. Randy tells Punky she shouldn't have left the center, and Henry yells at Randy, saying, What kind of irresponsible place lets children run wild in the street? Randy explains that Fenster Hall is a moderate and enlightening facility. They don't put locks on the doors. It's not a prison. Punky tells Henry that it is, in fact, a prison where they chain you up and put you in a dungeon with mice and dragons, and they mate. You eat spiders for lunch. Punky sure's an imaginative, gr- imaginative girl. That, that's me talking here. Randy reprimands Punky, saying, That's not true, and you know it, Punky. Of course I say, Jeez, lady, of course it's not true. Henry knows it's not true, just based from the look on his face. Punky tells him, Okay, they gave us milk and a sandwich for lunch, but they gave us spiders for dessert. All right. I'm going to play this clip, clip number one. I hope you guys enjoy it. It's a funny one. Basically just going over what I just read to you. Enjoy it. Punky would be better off without me. Hi, Henry. Punky. Brandon, am I glad to see you. Punky, what are you doing here? I went over the wall, Henry. (laughs) Why would I like to see Randy's? It might look something like that. Uh-oh. Punky, you shouldn't have left the center. What kind of irresponsible place allows children to run wild in the street, huh? Answer me. Mr. Warnemont, Fenster Hall is a modern and enlightened facility. We do not put locks on the doors. It's not a prison. Yes, it is, Henry. They chained us up and put us in a dungeon with mice and dragons. Punky. They made us eat spiders for lunch. Now, Punky, that's not true, and you know it. Okay, they gave us milk and a sandwich for lunch. The spiders were for dessert. (laughs) All right, everybody, welcome back. Okay. All of a sudden, there's a loud explosion. Randy asks, what's that noise? Punky thinks it's a bomb, but Henry figures it came from the basement. Then there's a knock at the door. It's Eddie, the maintenance guy, holding his mangled plunger and covered head to toe in black soot, and his hat is in tatters, who says, Don't worry, I'll live. 
Henry asks, what's the good news? Eddie tells him the good news is he's been making some headway with the dryer, but first he had to find out if it was gas or electric. Turns out, it's gas. With that, Henry slams the door in Eddie's face. This seems like a running gag. <laughs> Henry turns to Randy and says, do me a favor and find him a foster home. <laughs> Alright. I am surprised. Okay, I'm surprised more people didn't come out of their apartments after that loud bang running for the fire exit. I mean, if it was down in the basement, they're on the second floor and everything, you'd think there'd be people like... Other people would have heard it otherwise, depending on the time of the day, maybe there are a lot of people at work, so... Okay. Randy points out to Henry that it's obvious Eddie means well. And looking at Henry, she adds, and it's obvious you're angry I said that. Randy tells him she'll just go into the kitchen where she'll be a little less obvious. Punky says, well, as long as I'm here, I may as well unpack my stuff. And she tips her bag upside down and the contents spill all over the coffee table and the floor. Alright, so judging by the bag, when Punky left for Fenster, it didn't look like it had much stuff in there, especially... Nearly, not nearly as much stuff as what fell all over the floor. Okay. Henry tells Punky he would like to talk to her about her home and how he and Miss Mitchell were trying to decide where the best possible home for her might be. Punky says, that's easy, with you. Henry lets her know, I've never raised a child before. Punky says, so? Neither have I. We'll figure it out together. Yes, but there's also my age to consider, says Henry. I'm getting on in years. That's good, Punky says. The older you get, the wiser you get. You must be the wisest man in the whole world. C clearly, Punky's nothing if not honest. <laughs> Henry says, believe it or not, I was actually born in this century. Okay, this is me talking here. When I was a kid, I used to think my parents were old, especially my grandparents. But now, you know, that I'm in my 30s, to me it doesn't seem so old anymore, so. Alright. From the kitchen, Randy looks on as Punky and Henry talk. I like that, honestly, she is seeing them truly interact for the first time and able to really see their bond together. So... Alright, Henry lets Punky know he thinks she's a wonderful, remarkable, sweet little girl, and he wants to do what's best for her, and he feels she'd be better off with younger, more experienced parents. The camera pans over to Punky looking dejected as she's, she stands as Henry asks her if she understands, and she says she does. That Henry doesn't want her. He says... That's not what he's saying. Punky says, Henry, you're my friend. Will you answer me something? He says, sure. Why doesn't anyone want me? What's wrong with me? You know, for me, that line is so cuttingly deep. No child, honestly, should ever have to ask that question to somebody. <clears throat> Henry tells her, nothing's wrong with you. You didn't... Okay. <clears throat> Punky says, you didn't want me. Neither did my mom. That's why she ditched me. Henry explains, Punky, you said yourself she forgot. It's been a long time. 
<clears throat> excuse me. Sorry, guys. About this, I'm jumping all over. Punky says, it's been a long time. She should have remembered by now. Unless... Unless... She didn't want to remember. Punky sits back on, down on the couch. Henry says, don't say that, Punky. We don't know what happened to your mother. I think we should wait till we find her and we'll ask her what happened. Punky says, okay. Henry tells her, good. From the doorway, you can see Randy nodding at Henry, urging him to tell Punky she'll have to go back to Fenster Hall. Punky asks if she can stay with Henry. He tells her he's sorry, but he's not her foster parent, and it doesn't look like they're going to let him be. Punky says, oh, and looks down. Henry takes her chin in his hand and turns her face to his face, asking him to look at her. Or asking her to look at him. Guys, I am really sorry. I am really sorry. Okay. Asking her to look at him. He tells her that whoever gets Punky is a very lucky person. He should know because she's changed his life. Before he met her, he was asleep inside. She woke him up and made him feel happy again. Henry looks up and smiles. And, 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 Punky adds for Henry to go on. Henry looks at Randy in the doorway and stands up telling her Punky wants to be with him and he wants to be with Punky. So he's going to court to get custody, and he's not going to give up without a fight. Randy sees the conviction in him and is speechless. Punky says, way to go, Henry, she says as she wraps him in a hug. All right, well, judging by the fact last time they did show you, you know, they had to take Punky back to Fen, they had to take her to Fenster. So I'm pretty sure they're sparing everybody the whole, okay, we got to take her back to Fenster now. You guys already saw that in the last episode. So, all right. Now we're back at Fenster Hall. Oh my, you know, I kind of feel bad for Punky after everything, you know, the three girls went through to get her out of Fenster. Now she's like coming back there after all of this. So Punky is sitting on the bed with Lisa and Mary. Lisa tells Punky she, she never should have gone back to Henry. You were free, she said. You could have gone over the border into Canada, Mary adds. Are you crazy, Lisa asks Mary. They have Mounties up there. They always get their kid. They turn to Punky and nod. Punky tells them, I'm happy I went back to Henry. I found out that he really does want me. Nothing's going to stop us from being together. I really admire Punky's strong belief here. This is what's going to get her through, I feel. Of course, after Punky says this, Randy comes in all smiles and tells her there's some people who want to meet her. Um, <laughs> I, I don't like how Randy's trying to keep Punky and Henry from being together. Yes, I mean, I know it. I get it. It's her job to place children in permanent homes or even, you know, foster homes. But she's so adamant against them being together, mostly due to Henry's age, and that she'll offer Punky to anyone. Punky asks, who? Randy tells her, the Petersons, they want to be her foster parents. Okay, you know, they haven't even seen her yet. Sight unseen, they're already committed without talking to her. They must be desperate. <laughs> this is my opinion, guys. I mean, at least talk to her first so you'll know what you could, you know, where you could be a good fit together. Punky looks towards the window facing the hallway in a seemingly nice 
couple, a white man and an African-American woman, come in to meet her. All right, guys, I'm playing the second clip where Punky meets the Petersons, and she tries to weasel her way out, you know, trying to make herself, like, not a good fit for them and stuff. It's, it's really cute. It's funny. I like it. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Jim and Joyce Peterson, this is Punky Brewster. Hi, Punky. Hi. We're very happy to meet you. I don't think you're going to like me. <laughs> well, why, Punky? Well, you see, I'm at the age where I'm starting to lose my teeth. Milk dribbles down my mouth and across my chin. It's gross or real. Oh. <laughs> I don't think we would buy that. No, of course not. The same thing happens to Joyce from time to time. <laughs> I have one. We, we love, love dogs. dogs. I have a snake, too. Snake? snake. <laughs> Great big one. And it hasn't eaten in over a year. <laughs> she doesn't have a snake. Funky, <laughs> stop this. You're not giving the Petersons a chance. I gotta be honest with you. I've already got somebody that wants me. Alright, I hope you enjoyed that clip. The couple's names are Jim and Joyce Peterson as Randy introduces them to Punky. Punky says hi, and Joyce tells her that they're really happy to meet her. Straight away, Punky tries to deflect them by saying, I don't think you're going to like me. The Petersons look at each other in surprise, and Joyce asks, why? Punky tells them she's at that age where she's losing her teeth and milk dribbles down her chin. It's gross a -roo. The Petersons laugh it off, saying they wouldn't mind that. And and Jim says, you know, the same thing happens from Joyce from time to time. Punky says, I bet you hate dogs. I have one. The Petersons say together, we love dogs. Punky adds she has a snake, too. She has a snake. Okay, so basically Punky is trying everything she can to repel this nice couple, but it's clearly not working. They say... A snake? And look at each other apprehensively. A great big one, Punky says, holding her hands apart to emphasize, and it hasn't eaten in over a year. Yeah, if it hadn't eaten in over a year, it'd be dead. Okay. <laughs> the Petersons look up at Randy, who assures them Punky does not have a snake. The adults all chuckle. Randy tells Punky to stop it. She's not giving the Petersons a chance. Punky tells him, I gotta be honest with you. I already got somebody who want, that wants me. She shows, shows them the picture of her and Henry. <clears throat> I see, Joyce says. Punky tells them there are lots of other kids here, like Mary. Jim says, oh, we know about Mary. She's the one that doesn't talk. Punky says, oh, Mary talks. I'll show you. And she leads him over to Mary. Punky asks Mary if she wants to say hi to the Petersons. Joyce says hi to Mary, who just looks at her and says nothing. Punky laughs it off, saying, you know, once you get her going, you can't shut her up. Mary, the Petersons. Mary. The Petersons say that's the prettiest doll they've ever seen, Punky tells her. Mary looks at her doll and then up at the Petersons and she says, Her name is Gretchen. Gretchen. Really? She's pretty, Joyce says, kneeling down to Mary's eye level. Mary tells Joyce that she's pretty, too. Jim sits down on the bed with Mary and Joyce tells Mary she has a pretty doll like that at home. Would you like to see it? She says to Mary. 
Mary says she sure would. Randy tells the Petersons they can go into her office. Jim tells Punky thanks. She tells him, piece of cake. Randy takes Mary by the hand and they walk out the door. Mary turns in the doorway and waves. Punky waves back. I'm honestly so glad that Mary found a nice home. I hope it works out for her. As Randy follows them out the door, she looks at Punky and tells her they'll talk about this later. Punky looks apprehensive. Lisa says to Punky, I gotta hand it to you, kid. That was pretty slick. Punky tells Lisa that if they try to set up Punky with another foster family, she can get them to take Lisa. Lisa tells Punky to forget it as she rolls off the bed and goes to sit down at the table. The odds of someone wanting me are a million to one. Punky says, maybe someday you'll beat the odds as she sits down across from Lisa. Face it, kid. They'll never find me foster parents, Lisa admits. You know, that's sad. I mean, Lisa does seem to have a, a bit of a chip on her shoulder, and maybe that can be off-putting to possible fosters. Or could that fact that she's older really be a hindrance to her? I don't think age really has to do anything to do with it with, with foster kids. I really don't think so. I, I honestly hope that things work out good for Lisa, too. Lisa takes the pi picture of Punky and Henry, points to it, telling Punky they'll never let her live with old Pickle Puss. She calls Henry Pickle Puss. Come on. Uh, I think she's jealous. All right. Punky looks down. Seems she's starting to believe Lisa's logic. All right. We've arrived at the courthouse for Punky's hearing. The bailiff tells Henry, Punky, and Randy to rise and then be seated and then tells them to rise again after they've sat down. Then he announces Judge William J. Murphy. The bailiff calls Punky's case. Punky's case number is 1143J, the temporary custody hearing of Penelope Brewster. Punky calls up to the judge. Excuse me, sir, the judge asks, who said that? Punky replies, I did. The judge leans over his desk to look down at Punky, and she waves up at him, and he waves down at her. She asks if the judge if he can come a little closer. So, he, or well, if she can come a little closer. And the bailiff lifts Punky onto his desk. Punky asks Judge Murphy, "Is that why they call him Bailiff?" The judge smiles at that. Anyway, Your Honor, about the name Penelope. Yes. What about it? She's like, I hate it. I'd like to be called Punky. The judge says, very well. The court shall refer to you as Punky. Hey, you're good, she tells him. The judge informs the state they can begin. The woman, Lois Dent, states that Punky was left in a shopping center where her mother never returned. Then the child found an abandoned apartment where she lived and then she was discovered by the manager, Henry Warnemont. She calls him War Mr. Warnemort, then corrects herself. Then she corrects herself, Warnemont. She tells the judge how Henry now seeks temporary custody and the camera flashes back to Punky who points Henry out to the judge saying he's the one who'd make a great father. The camera pans over to Henry's smiling face. Oh, he's wearing a bow tie. I love his bow tie. It's so, it's so cute. The rep for the state, Mrs. Dent, 
tells the judge that Miss Randy Mitchell of the Department of Child and Family Services has been overseeing Punky's case and will now give her report. Randy tells the judge that a diligent search has been made of Punky's mother, but to have no success. They tried to find Amer- emergency foster parents for Punky, but that didn't work out. Randy looks squarely at Punky when she says this. The camera pans to Punky's face, whistling to keep the heat off her. <laughs> In a repeated event... Punky has made her preference known for wanting to live with Henry, and Henry says he would accept temporary guardianship of Punky. Randy states that the DCFS feels that the guardianship would be best served under Henry than remain under Fenster Hall. Punky yells out, Yay! All right! The judge shushes Punky, and she zips her lips and throws away the key. Then Mrs. Dent tells the judge that she doesn't like the report that was given to her from Miss Mitchell. Mrs. Dent turns to Randy and asks her, Isn't Mr. Warnemont a single, childless, elderly man? Henry addresses Mrs. Dent by telling her, He's right here. Why doesn't she ask him? She looks at him and says, Now that I have... Are you single and childless? <laughs> like, oh my gosh! Why does it seem like she's flirting with him? He's like, yes, I am, he replies. Then he says, as the French say, he says something in French that I am unsure how to pronounce. She asks, what does that mean? And Henry says, the best wines are the wines that are aged. Punky smiles at this, and Mrs. Dent says, Mr. Warnemont, I think we'd all be interested to know just how old you are. He asks her, isn't it in the report? She says, yes, but she wants him to tell the court. He then says, The court can't read? The judge looks at Henry. Mrs. Dent asks Henry, Is this belligerence I'm hearing, Mr. Warnemont? Punky whispers to Henry, telling him to take it easy, since she knows he can fly off the handle. She takes the cloth of the judge's robe between her fingers and says, Nice robe! Good fabric! Henry tells the judge he is 60 years old. Alright, so, okay. Honestly, maybe back in the 80s, 60s seemed ancient, but my dad is going to be 64 this year, and he doesn't look like Henry. Maybe I'm being biased because he's my dad, but maybe people aged faster back then, depending on how hard their life was. Alright, that's just my opinion, guys. That's not fact. She also asked how his health is, and Henry sucks in his stomach and then puffs out his chest. In fact, Henry says at his last checkup, his doctor told him he had the body of a 40-year-old. She asks, and when was your last checkup? Henry replies, 20 years ago. (laughs) Henry tells her that he's never been sick a day in his life. He's as healthy as a horse. She says, show me a horse that's 60 years old and I'll show you glue. (laughs) Mrs. Dent moves on in the to living space. She says, your apartment is not exactly the size of Buckingham Palace. He says, no, but then again, I didn't come down here to take custody of Prince Andrew. Mrs. Dent goes to the judge and tells him, I'd like the record to show that that was in a sarcastic manner. Punky leans into the judge and asks, do we need her? As she rolls her eyes. Mrs. Dent says, let me address a more important issue. She asks Henry how long he has known Punky. He says, three days. Mrs. Dent looks at the judge and says, three days, your honor. 
How could he have formed a close bond with her in just three days? She exclaims to the judge. She holds up three fingers to indicate. Randy comes forward and tells the judge she can assure him that a strong bond has formed between him and Punky. Mrs. Dent turns on Randy and asks her how long she's worked for the DCFS. Well, three months, Randy says. Mrs. Dent turns back to the judge, repeating Randy's answer. Three months, your honor. How can we trust the judgment of someone who's only been with the department three months? She holds up three fingers again. Henry tells her, You know something, lady? You've managed to get on my nerves in just three minutes. And he holds up three fingers for emphasis. She turns to the judge and says, Let the record show that was done in a threatening manner. Mrs. Dent turns to Randy and says, Mrs. Mitchell, I think you've made a very serious mistake here. Randy says, You do? Yes, Mrs. Dent says. It seems you become emotionally involved in this case. Your job is to look at the overall picture, but you have flagrantly ignored the standard regulations and guidelines established for the selection of appropriate foster parents. Randy tells her, well, I think flagrantly is rather harsh. Mrs. Dent turns back to the judge and says, Your Honor, I think we've gone over this enough. Normally, the state will go along with the recommendations made by the DCFS, but in this case, we have severe objections. The judge tells the court, I'm afraid I'm I'm inclined to agree. Punky tells him, wait a minute, don't you care what I think? He says, of course, sweetheart, but there are certain considerations in this case that are much too complicated for you to understand right now. The judge addresses Randy... Miss Mitchell, because so many of the guidelines are not being met, I'm going to rule that she be returned to DCFS until an adequate home can be found for her. The judge bangs his gavel, ending the session. Punky and Henry look at each other, sad and defeated. Randy steps in front of the judge and says, Your Honor, I respectfully ask that you take back your judgment. The judge takes off his glasses, looks at Randy, and puts his glasses back on. Take back my judgment, he says, leaning down at Randy. Randy nods. The judge tells her, but nobody takes back their judgment, not even empires. Or umpires, excuse me. (laughs) Mrs. Dent runs up to the judge's stand and tells Randy his decision has been made, and you are wasting more of our valuable time. Okay, I really don't like Mrs. Dent. Randy has, however, made it back in my good graces with her support of Henry and Punky. All right, Randy says, oh, put a lid on it, Lois. All right, good one, Randy. Definitely. (laughs) Good one, Randy. Punky has to keep her lips tight so she doesn't laugh. Randy addresses the judge, stating, Your Honor, I have evidence that I think is bearing on this case. It's a letter to to Henry... Uh, Excuse me. A letter from Henry to give to Mr. Warnemont in case he was denied custody. And with the court's per- indulgence, I'd like to re- her to read it now. The judge leans back in his chair, giving them permission to proceed. Randy hands the letter to Punky, and she tells her, Randy, but it's private. Randy tells her she knows, but it's important. All right, I'm going to play this clip for you. 
because reading it myself, well, I just can't do it the justice it deserves. So I'm going to play this clip, Punky's letter to Henry. That I think has a bearing on this case. It's a letter Punky gave me to give to Mr. Warnemont in case he was denied custody. And with the court's indulgence, I'd like her to read it now. Okay, go ahead. Randy, but it's private. Yes, I know, but this is important. Dear Henry, you read this because they wouldn't let me stay with you. I was afraid that maybe after a while, you might forget what I looked like. So, I drew you a picture of me. This is what I look like from the back. <laughs> I want to thank you for being so nice to me. I was thinking, is it kind of weird how you were all alone and I was all alone and now whole big city we found each other well i want you to know that i'll never ever 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 forget you i love you Punky. i love you too after punky reads the letter henry tells her he loves her too she leans down to hug henry Oh, yeah, it's so sweet to see them, you know, hug like that. It just, oh, it gives me such wonderful, wonderful feels. Randy looks at Mrs. Dent and tells her, you know, you were right when you said I was emotionally involved, but aren't emotions important? We're not here to put in it. Put inanimate objects together. This isn't to decide whether an end table goes with a couch. These are real people. I feel it is part of my job to see the people who want to be together get together. And frankly, I think Punky Brewster and Henry Warnemont should be together. The bailiff and stenographer burst into applause at Randy's speech. Henry and Punky smile at each other. Judge tells Randy that her argument is persuasive. Still, the guidelines are not being met. The judge lets them know that their case is highly unusual. The judge sighs and addresses Henry, stating, Mr. Warnemont, are you prepared to go through the licensing procedures to become a foster parent? Henry says, yes, I am. The judge changes his judgment and remains custody of Punky Brewster to Henry Warnemont. Punky shouts, yippee, and gets on Henry's shoulders. Mrs. Dent looks on in disapproval. But Randy applauds. Thank you, Randy. You're wonderful. <laughs> Alright guys, I'm going to play this last clip. It is when Punky and Henry get home after he's been awarded her um, foster parent. I hope you enjoy it. Until he inhales. This dog's eating me out of house and furniture. I was thinking, now that we're gonna be staying together, there's some things we're gonna need. Oh? Yeah, you see, Brandon needs a new ball, and I need some new toys, and a swing set. A swing set? Oh, don't worry, I won't hog it all. You can use it too. <laughs> 
know, I'll make a list. Stay calm. You'll work it out. By the way, do you have any plans this afternoon? No. Then let's go to Disney World. I think it's in Florida. Someplace. All right, back at the apartment. Punky comes in and calls to Brandon. I'm home for good! And Brandon races out of the kitchen. Henry exclaims, Look what he did to my couch! And the camera pans over to the couch. In complete disarray, a pillow is shredded and stuffing is thrown about. Punky tells Henry, oh, He's just hungry. Have you been feeding him? He looks thinner. Henry says, Wait till he inhales. This dog is eating me out of house and furniture. Punky stands up and tells Henry she's been thinking. And now that we're going to be staying together, there's some things she's going to need. He, oh, he says. Yeah. See, Brandon needs a new bowl, and I need some new toys and a swing set. Henry looks at her and asks, a swing set? She tells him, don't worry, you can use it too. Punky decides to make a list and skips off into the kitchen. <laughs> Henry slowly sits down on the arm of the couch and tells himself to stay calm. It'll work out. Punky comes out of the kitchen and asks if Henry has any plans this afternoon. He says no. <laughs> Punky says, then let's go to Disney World. I think it's in Florida. Someplace. Henry looks like, what have I gotten myself into? And Punky smiles. Alright, that's the end of the episode, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. Okay, it's time for a Punky Power episode question of the week. What is the name of Mary's doll? Hint, I mentioned it during this episode. So if you guys listen to this episode, you're going to know what it is. All you got to do is you can find me on Facebook at Punky Power, an unofficial Punky Brewster podcast page. I'm going to post the question there. You can... Le- uh, leave your comment there. Um, also, I will do that on Twitter at Punky Power PB Podcast and Instagram at Punky Power PB Podcast. Also, another way for you to become an official Punky Peep of the Week go to iTunes and leave a five star review for Punky Power, an unofficial Punky Brewster podcast. I'm giving a shout out to John Pernasek who gave me a five-star review for my podcast. Thank you, John. You are an official Punky Peep of the week. All right, everybody. I hope you have a wonderful weekend, a wonderful, happy St. Patrick's Day, and get out there if you haven't already and get your shamrock shakes from Mickey D's. Again, this is not sponsored, but do it. Okay, guys. Have a great week. I'm signing off. Have a great week, Punky Peeps.